0: slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc dot com slash drink. (laughs) Testing, testing. When in doubt,
1: assuage it out. That's good. Wait a minute. Write that down.
0: Birthday month birthday day birthday month today is
1: our our uh unofficial birthday where we are, have combined our right our, our days together our combo our combo deal yeah and uh we, had, we already had our birthdays earlier this week, which were bananas. Yeah, we and did like our own thing for our individual birthdays. Mm-hmm. And then today we combined forces. Uh-huh, correct. And it got extra bananas. It's been a long, weird roller coaster of a day. So first of all, what did you do on your real birthday?
0: Oh, I had actually one of the best birthdays, I think, ever. Like, Rude. I late. wasn't there. Interesting. Yeah, well, that's probably why it was so special. Mm-hmm. Um, so... What was I going to say? Oh, so we were... So I went home to Cincinnati for the Fall Boy show, mm-hmm. which was freaking amazing. Um, I wore a fake nose ring all weekend.
1: I noticed. <laughs> a lot of people your, were like, what have you done? And your Instagram pictures. I was like, okay. I know. Was like, So is that real? I was like, <laughs> oh God,
0: he's worried about me. Um, Yeah, it was super great. I went to Cincinnati and my mom threw together this like cookout with all the people that like family, friends, people I hadn't seen in years. And like so many people just dropped their plans and like came over. And Aww. it was honestly, it was all these people. It felt like the good old days back when I was a kid and we'd all have like cookouts at the pool and invite everybody over. And it was really special. And I was just like the happiest the cake. thing. Oh yeah. And my mom made a cake. It was, so when I was four years old, I mean, this is a whole other thing. I don't think I've ever told anybody told this on the podcast, but when I was four, I brought a cake. My mom made this little marzipan cake with a little gnome on it with little mushrooms and like this full on German char- or uh, hazelnut cake. And I brought it to school, um, but I didn't speak English. And so <laughs> my teacher told me, you have to say, like a sentence in English, or you don't get a piece <gasps>
1: of your own cake. Yeah, and what I, a
0: bastard! I didn't say. I was like so freaked out. I had like severe social anxiety shocker. Right, 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 right. And so I didn't say anything, and I just stared at her like wide-eyed, like brimming with tears. Right. And then the principal came in and like into the elementary school and walked over, and my teacher was like, "Oh." And gave my the principal the piece of cake with the gnome on it and said, oh, here. And uh, she's like, Christina doesn't want a piece of her own cake. And the teacher was like, no, she wanted you to have it. And just oh did god, give me one. And so I just si- was silent the rest of the day. And then I got in the car after school and just burst into tears. And my mom was like driving from her restaurant, was like covered in flour, dropped me off with one of the waiters, drove back to the school. And the teacher was fired that night. And Good. She, it was like horrifying. And then oh my gosh. I saw her years later and I was like ready to cry like you should
1: have said something in english real fast that time been like i know one word bitch
0: i froze up just like i did when i was four (laughs) anyway so point being my mom surprised me with like that same exact cake and this time i got to eat the little marzipan and it was very special so thank you mama that was really fun very nice and that same week that same night you had your slumber party
1: i did so you were the only one of the only people not in attendance i know it's not sad but i had a very extra and bougie slumber party it was a pajama party. It was uh, superhero-themed, <laughs> uh, specifically Avengers-themed, as we of all know. Of course. Um, but it was very extra. All the food was themed. Eva was there. Eva was there. E- and we. it was a big sleepover. I think we had about probably 15 people at the party. Yeah. And then around like 12, 10 or 12 people actually slept over. That's a lot. It was a lot of people. I didn't realize um, that... The last time I had a big sleepover like this, we were all little kids. So we were all half our size. Yeah. (laughs) And now it was just like fucking bodies everywhere. Six foot tall people. Just grown men and women just everywhere. (laughs) And uh, no, but we had a really good time. Every I was surprised that some of the food that I made, I thought would get eaten faster. But then the things that I thought were kind of like risks ended up getting eaten. Like, so I made pudding cups, like Hulk themed pudding cups. Cute. And I was like, who on earth would ever eat a pudding cup at a party? That sounds great, dude those were gone in like five minutes but then like the things I thought would for sure go really fast and I like got extra of yeah those took forever I was like hmm so I'm, I was kind of studying the human behavior of Learning a sleepover a as bit adults about humanity yeah go. well it was weird the last time that we had a sleepover I also had like party favors and everything for people yeah and I was thinking we all had 10 year old brains and everyone would grab their stuff and like hang on to it but I had to like give people permission yeah like they were God. all like are you sure and i was like i it's yours God. your name is on it when were we socialized to be just so like it was very weird to have an adult sleepover. That's but that's so fun though it was fun we all watched i think we watched five different marvel movies everyone got really drunk it's a good time oh
0: that's great that is a great slumber party you can get drunk now and you can eat pudding cups
1: so it's it, like the best combination like booze <laughs> and also it's co-ed and pudding cups and also candy <laughs> it was a good good time so i had a blast and then today Christine blew my fucking mind with all of this birthday stuff. Christine went out of her way. I don't
0: know what's going on. I feel like I just went through a weird wormhole and came out the other side. But where- you
1: did everything that I do when it comes to like abs, like going so uh, just out of like out of bounds with like how unbelievably perfect something could be like the attention to detail (laughs) so here's what let me just hang on yeah they're like what the fuck did she do just in case anyone forgot there is nothing more like attractive to me in any type of person like regardless of relationship before people think this is a weird thing but like attraction it's such a weird thing i know but like when i'm trying to think of like if i vibe well with another person there is nothing more attractive to me than the mental effort that goes into gift giving (laughs) and like you just fucking blew my mind <laughs> with how much thought went into oh my it gosh. and the attention to detail. I was just so impressed left and right. And so uh, I kidnapped you first. Which Christine oops. kidnapped me. Well, she also told me two days ago. She <clears throat> sent me an Evite.
0: Oh, yeah. She's I forgot. <laughs> I like photoshopped photos of you that I found from like 2008
1: on your Facebook. It was a good time. That was fun. And it's, it said to be at your house at three mm-hmm. and to wait and outside and text you. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this girl doing? God. Foreshadowing the entire invite was Buffalo plaid. Right. Which I, I did didn't, I, I
0: did do that. I didn't
1: public. know <laughs> that yet. And keep in mind, if there's, if there's anything I love more than Buffalo plaid, tell me, cause I don't know it. <laughs> Maybe tie dye, but like, uh, that'll be next year. <laughs> so also a little insight too, is that one of my. When I had my day job at ISS, one of our um, one of my co-workers, she was throwing a like a camp themed party Ooh. for um, she worked at a church and she was in charge of like this uh, little group that was going out to camping for the weekend. So she was trying to come up with a theme and she came up with this theme called Nature Cozy. Oh, that's which, where that comes from. So now ever since she came up with that like a year ago, it's my total aesthetic. Em and Eva will not shut up about it. I have and I had never just heard it put that simply before, but truly just like nature cozy like nature colors like cabin like very cabiny very but also like chic cabiny like cabin chic yes cabin chic um
0: (laughs) there's so many stupid words you could Lumber luxurious if you will
1: luxurious oh i love it between the plaids and the flannels like very a fall aesthetic in like a smoky little fireside (laughs) cabin by the lake that's the most m thing so anyway nature cozy so if there's uh, buffalo plaid just screams nature cozy to me (laughs) and we all know i love a good superhero And we all know I love Canada. And Christine put all three of those (laughs) and made the trifecta of the world's best setup. And uh, so anyway, so she she put Buffalo Plot on the invite. Very stoked about that. I show up two days later. Um, I get here and then I'm not supposed to go inside. And then she just shows up waving at me from outside of her house. <laughs> and then she says, get in my car. Yeah. And that dumb M got in my, my car. My dumb ass went, okay. Okay. And, uh, and so I got in her car and then she was like, we're going to be late. We might be late. And I was like, late to what? And then the whole time, Christine is asking me some weird fucking questions. And she keeps like looking at my shoes. My <laughs> God. <laughs> She keeps asking me questions, like, so basically, while we were on tour... I was like, what do you hate the most? And yeah. you were like,
0: what is wrong with you? While we,
1: were, while we were on tour, we came up with a list of our, like, grievances of things that happened that, like, just... just grievances, by, that's a great word. By circumstance, you know, things weren't always 100% on the tour, where, like, there was, like either someone bothered us like in the hotel security wasn't
0: great or like we didn't have a bathroom or just like basic stuff where we were like we need a list
1: some things that just like kind of frustrated us while we were out and so she just started like listing all these things i think to like i was like hey remember that time when um (laughs) they forgot to feed us and you were like
0: what no remember
1: that time you had to be escorted to the bathroom like (laughs) just weird like she was saying all these weird things that like She was trying to hype me up to get angry, and I was like, this is a weird birthday. (laughs) And I
0: was, like, driving like a maniac, putting on mascara, like, we're going to be late. And and she kept
1: looking at my feet, being like, okay, we're good, we're good. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And,
0: uh... (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with me?
1: (laughs) And then, so, I found out that she was taking me to, eerily enough, like weeks ago yeah. i had actually said to you yeah i really wish that for one of my birthdays one year i'll have a smash party yeah and for people who don't know that's when like you just get a bunch of shit from a junkyard and just break it and right. just like all your angst goes away right. like you just like take a baseball bat to like broken all your radios and shit grievances if you will all your grievances so apparently she found a place that like literally their job is they are <laughs> a smash room so emma's like rage ground what the yeah. hell is this and i was like that's where we're going it was called the like, rage ground i was like where the fuck am i and you were she, like grounds like coffee and i was like not quite well she kept looking at my shoes because i needed closed-toed shoes and she never said anything so she was hoping that i was wearing sneakers i wore
0: birkenstocks i had to <laughs> grab
1: some sneakers but we had a we had a, such a blast it was, you guys we it had was to like wild. dress up in like these like full-blown construction onesies and helmets and, and, helmets and gloves and visors and uh And then they put you in a room with a bunch of stuff that they have set up for you to break. Like real stuff. They leave like wine glasses and beer bottles and bongs all on the ground. Yeah. And then they, like, leave you with, like, a series of lead pipes and baseball bats.
0: There was at one point where they knocked and we were so nervous that we were in trouble. And then they're like, we forgot to give you a bat. Here you go. And we we're like, <laughs> what the hell is this?
1: And there was, like, a locker that had been dented in. It looked like a you horror movie smash scene. everything. Yeah. And, um, and then they had... And uh, there's, like, a
0: brick wall so you could throw, like, wine glasses into yeah. it. Yeah.
1: And then they had, uh, what was the other the thing? The printer. The printer. Okay, so here's the thing. We have we, a, a printer issue. They're right here. We hate... Our printer. We had got a new one recently, but the first printer that we had... Oh, um, God. As in that's why we drank. It was the worst was printer. Back
0: when I was printing all the labels and shipping stuff and like, oh God, it gave me so much anxiety. And we
1: saw the printer there and I was like, Christine, was and that printer, one's yours. Middle of the Take floor. We
0: just smashed that thing it's into like, a million pieces. Because
1: like Christine, here's a baseball bat whack away. See, the printer then, wasn't even a grievance I had thought of. You And you hear the glass shatter. That and like, was satisfying. Like everything inside of us told us like, yeah. oh, we can't be here. It was really hard to get over the like, are we Are we sure we're Like to... societally, we yeah. can't break that.
0: We're, it's like your slumber party. Like, right. I don't think I'm supposed to <laughs> throw this against the wall but
1: after like two wine glasses of like playing baseball with yes. the wine glasses oh, we were yeah. good we played baseball with them that was fun the only thing we really couldn't touch was there was a a oh, yeah. vhs as if like i guess they wanted us to break it in half or something but like as a 90s kid we could not it was tough i was could like, not this get feels, through it
0: i was like my mom is gonna be so mad like i just right. kept thinking that over and over like when you were pulling in the my, tape out of it in like, my
1: mind i was like think of how expensive a video is but really it's like three cents now i know
0: nobody wants it but anyway uh,
1: but anyway so that was really fun and then christine took me back to the house and there and she had set up this whole nature cozy plus marvel plus canada themed (laughs) thing with like a captain marvel cutout like a life-size captain marvel and then there was like buffalo plaid decorations everywhere there were straws that looked like little sticks so like i was like super lumberjack Uh and then there were plates that said happy birthday lumberjack and little beards and little beards that you could (laughs) like like birthday hats with the strings they had a beard one and then uh what else and then there was Uh, I don't even remember. And then there was a a little moose cake topper. And then we and then I got to open some really awesome presents. Christine created this entire scrapbook (laughs) that must have taken days upon days upon days. And every single page was a different city that we had our tour in.
0: I would do it in my bed at night for the last like two months. And Blaze every morning would wake up and roll over and there'd be like, glitter and, like, letters, stickers all over him. And I was like, please, is going to divorce me.
1: It was soon. just, like, the most, like, wealth. I mean, I know how annoying a scrapbook can be because I've tried and failed at many of them because I just get fucking annoyed and bored. And the fact that you finished one blows my mind and on top of this whole party and on top of thinking about the Smash Room. And let us not forget about the cake debacle.
0: Well, I um, I call it the the great cake disaster of 2019 is what I've <laughs> termed it. It's uh, the, the GC d if you will <laughs> gcd it's been over. Rough... gcd
1: 19 guys i cried earlier today because she of cried it. until she laughed and left because it was so ridiculous right. so i'll start and then you finish okay great so there is this cake that i've been looking at for the last year and a half of my life that i've wanted so badly and i've watched youtube videos about it and i've seen pictures on pinterest and i've always wanted it but it just seems so intricate i could never even fathom trying and it's this lumberjack cake where the entire cake itself is based on how you stack different it's like plaid inside sort of it looks like buffalo plaid based on like you have a red cake a dark red cake and a black cake and you put them the right way and cut them up the right way inside so when you cut a slice it looks like perfect buffalo plaid and i have dreamt of this cake and then the outside looks like a little tree stump it's really cool it looks like you're cutting into a tree and then the slice and i was like look it's plaid plaid and canada
0: cake i'm gonna put
1: canada on top then she put she tried to put little canada flags and a moose on top that was the plan um (sighs) wow things went awry i was overwhelmed but This is what actually happened instead of me retrieving that cake. Instead of my Pinterest version that I created in my head. Christine, what happened? Well, what happened was,
0: I um, decided, wow, that's something I can accomplish. I was literally (laughs) watching Nailed It last night, and I was like, "Mm, I'm too good to be on this show, unfortunately, because I'm gonna make a plaid buffalo cake tomorrow. (laughs) So I was like, this is great. I woke up early. I had all this food coloring. I, like, like, there was, like, a red and a burgundy and a black, and you had four layers of cake that I had to bake, and then You cut them out in rings and you're supposed to like put the rings inside each other to make the design. And I was like, "Okay, great. We baked the cakes. It looks good. Like everything's nothing's burned down yet. We're fine. And then Blaze texted me, how's it going at home? How's the cake? And I was like, it's going really well. And then um, I was like, time for me to stack them. And oh, my. I started stacking them and I was like, "Okay, they're crumbling a little bit like it's okay. I'll use frosting. And then as I put the fourth layer on, the whole thing just went. Bye-bye and fell into, I mean, I don't even know how to, like, I'm going to just make an entire Instagram post with that photo because it's the biggest fail. It just looks like, like the cake sneezed it, and it just exploded inside <laughs> it of itself. It looks like the cake was one of the objects at the rage ground right. and we had taken a bat to it and I'm not kidding and so then I was like trying to keep it together and every time I'd push one side of it up the other side would fall and so I was like trying to glue it with frosting so I just kept sticking like a knife of frosting in it and hacking at it and like the thing just kept falling and then it fell, some of it fell on the ground and I just like kind of started crying because I was so frustrated because
1: also like I was a half an hour away so you I was were like, literally on my way.
0: 30 minutes away and I was like, this is like the crown and glory of this party
1: and, and apparently like, was the like the genesis of it the, was of your entire you, creativity briefly your creative process. a year ago
0: said something like i like oh that cake guys if you ever need to wonder what kind of cake i want it's that and i literally put that in my brain and went okay a whole year from now i'm going to make this cake and i have and then created a whole party I a, around it made I had everything a, a pinterest board about this stupid cake <laughs> like a crazy person and i went all out and then i fucking tried i bought like all these different tools and like spatulas for frosting and like a spinny cake thing and I was like I'm gonna just nail this nail it i did not and it just
1: went into. it nailed you it nailed me hard
0: <laughs> and i will post a photo it
1: is outrageous Check you know what to be fair the cake tasted fucking great and then Ev came in and was like i'll eat it and i was like oh god i was like thanks for all your effort but i'm still gonna eat it and say it's the most delicious thing in the world so you showed up i was half crying and i was like laughing too and i was like this With, is like
0: literally glitter
1: in your tears there was just,
0: <laughs> like like there, oh there, some of the food coloring was black i had black food coloring like under my finger i was like this is the most disastrous thing and so then i just had this moose and i was like i don't know what to do with this fake moose and then um so God.
1: what ended up happening is we instacarted a uh no
0: i did that with my i told my brother instacart an ice cream cake right now because <laughs> i am driving to rage ground M has no idea that i fucked the cake up so bad just instacart a freak. by the way promo code drink <laughs> instacart a freaking ice cream cake from carvel and it like showed up while we were on the way to raid he's like okay crisis averted there's a cake and i was like okay at least we have a cake
1: you know what I all I said to Christine is the same thing I'm going to say right now. But like worst case scenario happened and worst case scenario is that I had two cakes for my <laughs> birthday. One Whoa. looked great. One didn't. But they both tasted awesome. <laughs> one had I put the mousse on
0: the ice cream cake. I was like, right. I don't know what to do with this. Anyway, it was w- quite a debacle.
1: And then and then I got the, the scrapbook and uh, oh. we got a whole bunch of good stuff. I know we're going like. Much- oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. It's our birthday. We don't care. <laughs> sorry sorry (laughs) i
0: got a cynthia uh sweatshirt that i just immediately put on and started wearing around cynthia
1: the doll from rugrats
0: Rugrats. (laughs) right
1: um what else we got a lot of good stuff i finally got my webby
0: oh my god that's right i wrapped the webby it arrived last night or yesterday afternoon and i was like this is perfect and i wrote two m from m because i was like i can't pretend i gave this to you i can't
1: (laughs) well also i always thought that like at an award show you go home with an award No. Nope. you have to order the award and the word they give you on stage is fake and <laughs> it's like the same one that they give everyone and you just have to keep handing it back to them and that's like the stage award we're
0: like Aw, we oh but then to you have it. to like
1: order your own yeah and then it gets sent to you a month later so yesterday it came in yes and perfect timing because i got here <laughs> and it was one of my birthday gifts <laughs> from yourself <laughs> from myself yeah it was fun um it's really pretty. And if you ever look up what a Webby Award looks like, it looks kind of like a slinky and it actually does. It springs a little it bit. It springs up yeah. and down. It's really cool. Very cool. It's super cool. Okay. That's it. Yeah. I it looks so. crazy. It was bananas.
0: Anyway, happy 28. Anyway, I'm drinking now because I need
1: it. You know what? Happy I 27. Sa- I said this to you uh, a couple days ago, but do you realize that you're 28 and I'm 27 now? And when we started this podcast, we were 24 and 25 yeah that is pretty weird huh it's like it doesn't seem like I it's was, been that long i like, still
0: had my parents health insurance
1: i still had no money no good old days i mean i don't have a lot today but i have more than like, like the 40 we can, bucks i had we can like subsist we can like li- live yeah now that's right. good i can like afford an apartment <laughs> instead of i think was i sleeping on a couch when i met you no, no you're that was the that was the place before you were living with that man and the egyptian the
0: egyptian man who put something sets uh, on he fire he put his
1: toaster in the oven
0: he put his toaster in the oven
1: you guys and then, uh, no, he put his toaster in the oven and then he put his, a bunch of oil in the toaster. What? I remember that. Yeah. Cause then I was like, why the fuck is this toaster in the oven? And I yanked it out, but he was using it to store hot oil. <laughs> and then he, <laughs> I don't think he knew what a toaster was. That, that's a grease, a grease fire. Truly. Yeah. I mean, uh, cause I, the reason I noticed was because I had turned the oven on oh, God. to preheat and then I was like, what the hell is that smell? And I opened <laughs> it up and this massive cloud of fumes came out and it was burning plastic. And I was I didn't even know what it was. It's but like in this... my in my flight or fright, I was like, I just have to pull this thing out and just pull it out of the oven. And I grabbed like it. It was hot, melted plastic. Fuck. Covering hot plastic. Metal, which was holding hot oil, and I just just like the satanic version of
0: Brave Little Toaster. (laughs) It's like the the thing.
1: It's what happens after the Brave Little Toaster. Yeah, it's it's the sequel
0: when he really goes downhill and needs some therapy. (laughs) He's He's just just holding oil. He's just
1: swallowing oil and sitting in an oven. Uh, But I lit like, and I didn't. It was one of those weird mind over matter things where I was just so panicked for the place to not catch on fire. I fully grabbed something burning hot, and I don't have any. I didn't have any blisters or anything. It was just like I grabbed it and I yanked it. But then I didn't know that it was a toaster and I didn't know there was fucking oil in it. So when I grabbed it, I threw this thing across the kitchen and I just got hot oil all over everything in that fucking apartment. And none of it was mine. And I was like, I wanna feel bad, but like that I like covered all of this shit in oil, but it's his stuff and it was his oil. Like I did not do this. I like that he just thought it was a
0: oil storage. I don't
1: device. I never asked
0: him either. I was just like I needed to know and I wish you had
1: asked. I just remember it reeking of, like, burning plastic for the rest of the night. And I was like, I think I'm going to die from that's inhaling of the, the fumes. shit. <laughs> I, I'm so glad I got out of that place. <laughs> the place before <laughs> that was a couch in Englewood. So I guess that place wasn't any better. Oh, good times, guys. Anyway. Anyway. I don't know how we got on that, but. Anyway. Anyway. That's when I met you. Oh, yeah. Um, and now oh, I was 24 Now then. we're getting That's old. what was happening. Well, Now
0: we're nearing 30.
1: Oh, fuck. Well,
0: okay. Yay. It's almost Blaze's 29 and a half birthday. Hmm. So it's the last of his 20s.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. Poor boy. Poor boy. By now,
0: you've probably heard about Burrow, a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs, durable materials, and details that make life in your space easier. listeners can get 15% off their first order at burrow.com/drink. That's burrow o w.com/drink for 15% off. burrow.com/drink. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus auto customers qualify for an average of 7 discounts. Quote now at progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations.
1: So, here's my story. ready? I'm so ready. Uh, so, I did tell you guys that I would look into a potential two-parter. Yeah. Um, of the ufo navy s- incident that recently struck new york times and uh i i ended that story by saying that they had uh sent in a report to the aatip which is advanced aerospace threat identification program
0: that's great which that had exists.
1: apparently been uh defunct oh, and yet they were, they still, were still sending things mm-hmm. they still
0: were functioning despite right being they were defunct, defunct however funked. defunctioning
1: yes exactly and so uh i said if there was a story that i would cover it and i did find a lot of information about hell this hell yeah so this is a two-parter and i'm sorry i haven't talked about ghosts in a while but this is aliens slash last time was aliens this is more conspiracy theory
0: conspiracy aliens i mean i love this shit also it's my birthday it's your birthday <laughs> <laughs> sorry you're wrapped in buffalo plaid holding your webby you uh, can talk about whatever tr- alien the you want. End. <laughs>
1: so uh oh god this I is my literally
0: just looked sorry i just glanced at instagram and i you had posted the picture of that cake and i like reposted it on instagram and i just i'm getting so many like you should go on nailed it and i was like i'm like fuck <laughs> literally last night i was like i would love
1: to be on the show but i feel like i'm like too good at baking well the world showed you anyway sorry go on i'm not gonna look at my phone anymore so the first thing i have to say about this is a fun fact um this had this i read an article that really didn't serve any information for me that i didn't already learn from a different website like it everything i read at that point i'd already kind of seen oh, it from well. somewhere else and uh, but there was one good takeaway from this article on apparently it's called the cut oh i love
0: the cut that's where i got my whole watcher house oh story the one in new jersey
1: well so they the cut talked about they did this like program really in depth stories well Apparently, all the information they had, I'd already found elsewhere. Oh, never mind. (laughs) So uh, I'm not saying it wasn't in depth. I'm just saying I'd already read it. So anyway, the cut at the very end of the article called Earth. They like nicknamed Earth the resident fuck boy of the Virgo supercluster. And I. Oh, my God. Love it. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what they had against Earth in that moment. Uh, Well, Uh, don't get me started. (laughs) I do. Actually, I do. But. I just like that nickname. So, if someone wants to put Earth on a shirt and call it the resident fuckboy of the Virgo supercluster, let me know. That is super good. Uh, Okay, so moving on. Don't get sued, though, because. But don't get sued. They might sue you. Put the cut at the end. TM, TM. TM, 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 TM. So. That's so good. (laughs) Moving on. Here is a story of the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, also known as AA TIP. AA TIP. Double A TIP. Double A TIP. So, it is a secret investigatory effort funded by the U.S. government. Hell yeah. To study UFOs. Hell yeah! The program began in 2007, and it was originally pushed to start by former Nevada Senator Harry Reid. Harry Reid. So Harry Reid, at the time, he was a U.S. Senator for Nevada. 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 Sorry, I just know we're gonna get tweets about it. I'm sorry, I say Nevada like an ignorant, Nevada. like an ignoramus, an ignoramus, uh, ignoramus of Nevada. <laughs> uh, the Nevada ignoramus. Also put that on the shirt. <laughs> uh and so he was he very strongly believed in aliens harry Reid, interesting he also got a lot of backing from the u.s senators from alaska and hawaii so intercontinental interest very um no not intercontinental
0: those are part of the united states my friend what am i
1: what am i thinking of intracontinental intracontinental maybe i don't know i'm being stupid i don't know you're you're the I know what I'm saying but you don't know you're the what I'm ignoramus saying. ignoramus of Nevada and <laughs> the Nevada ignoramus. I know what you're saying. Anyway. What is the, they're the two they're the two that are hanging out in the water, you know. <laughs>
0: oh god. That, do you want to look at the shapes poster? <laughs> Just look at that. What's
1: the one that looks kind of like a like a trapezoid? Oh god. Okay, so, uh, where was I? Harry Reid. So, he was largely encouraging that this program get started by his best friend Robert Bigelow. So Harry and his best friend, Robert, they're the two people that are really about this. They're both huge believers in aliens. Love it. Now that Harry has some power and some pull, they're like, OK, let's get this thing off. Um, I and love so that. he was the thing that really sold Harry to like get this pro this program on the way um, is that he spoke to John Glenn at one point. Oh, who is, like a very notorious astronaut. Um, He's notorious. Yeah. Why? What did he do? He's, like, one of the first. But Notorious means he did something bad. Nah. uh Yeah, friend. I'm gonna look this up. Okay. I just want to prove you right on the air. Notorious. Elevator music? No? Yeah, elevator music. Famous or well-known? Typically for some bad quality.
0: Damn it. That's, like, infamous. That's, like, the same thing as infamous. Hmm. So he's one of the...
1: He's notorious in a good way. That's what we're going to call it.
0: He's like B.I.G. Like, oh, my God, Bigelow. Wait a minute. Conspiracy alert. No, but wait, 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 wait. Notorious B.I.G. Hello. Notorious Bigelow. Notorious Robert (laughs) (laughs) B.I.G. Okay. Um, Yeah, okay. So John Glenn. Sorry. Yeah, so he's... What's
1: a a different word for notorious? Famous. I I don't want to use that word. Okay, well-known. Cool. Renowned? Renowned. Okay. He's that, okay. but as an astronaut. Great. God, everyone's just ripping their hair out. <laughs> Including me. I look like Cynthia. <laughs> That's why I got you the shirt because I, I know you're going to turn into I- that. I
0: literally put it on and I was like, oh my God, it looks
1: just like you. <laughs> well, the best part was during the smash room today, there was a mirror. Oh, yeah. and <laughs> Christine looked at it at the same time that I hit it, so it shattered into a million pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a good time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so he had spoken to John Glenn and... John Glenn says that after his career in space, he believes that the federal government needs to be looking seriously into UFOs. Oh,
0: fuck yeah. So
1: John Glenn is saying it. I'm going to believe it. Um, Ditto. Also, the I mean, he's so notorious. Also, (laughs) (laughs) the Pentagon budget. uh, Oh, this is some this is to lead into something. So uh, let me sum up real quick. So Harry had talked to John Glenn after John Glenn said that it was kind of like, the nail of the coffin of like we have to start a UFO program. Oh, they were like, come on, we have to do this. It's like at this point, astronauts are telling they us that we're stupid for not doing enough it. enough sangria. They were like, it's time. Right, right, and uh, and Robert Bigelow, his best friend, right. who also had a lot of money, was saying we have to do this. Hell yeah! And I mean, they are from Nevada. Yeah. So they're near like Area Fifty One yeah. kind of stuff. So they're like, we know about. They've this kind shit. of grown up with this interest That's in aliens. Fucking great so the pentagon budget for classified programs is called black money fantastic so like it's like they don't talk about it on the senate floor it's like oh we're gonna fund this but we're not debating it i
0: feel like i always think of this that kind of thing like the uh, secret funding and project yeah. as like the 1970s but the fact that it was from 2007 is so like right holy it's shit like, it's oh, happening right happening. now yeah
1: so the three senators alaska the intercontinentals if you will <laughs>
0: uh the notorious intercontinentals that's our new band name
1: (laughs) wait a minute wait someone put that on a shirt the notorious intercontinentals I was like god damn how many shirts do i have to make (laughs) (laughs) custom ink is going crazy right now (laughs) uh so the three senators hawaii alaska and nevada Mm -hmm. uh all their supporters or all their senators were supporting this and they didn't want the project to be debated on the senate floor and so luckily they were using black money so they'd never had to discuss the funding of this project to anyone else so they're the three only only three senators who knew about this at the time. Wow. Um and Harry Reed even said later, quote, "The funding for this was black money, only we knew about it and that's how we wanted it." Interesting. So, uh well, AA tip uh, was an active program. It had funding of over 22 million dollars. And most of the money ended up going to an aerospace research company that was run by bigelow oh. So he ended up getting a lot of the money okay. that was being funded into this because he was in charge of an aerospace research company and the company's main goal was to quote modify buildings into storage for mirror for materials recovered from ufos <gasps> shut up so literal storage facilities storage facilities for ufo remnants much like the toaster full of hot oil exactly Just... except it glowed and there's a little alien in there it's like way cooler though um so so there there was money going into this program and it was also being used for like clearly ufo based that research. is so cool um the researchers on this project also spoke to those specifically in the military who experienced ufo encounters while on duty which would make sense why Ooh. the story i told last week yeah why they were reporting to this even though as far as we know they shouldn't have been reporting to it because the company or the project should have been defunct by that point sure but, okay but, but it makes sense involved. why the military is reporting to them got it If it is in fact functioning. So, uh, the project also collected testimonies of aircrafts that move at high velocities with no visible signs of propulsion, um, that hovered with no apparent means of lift. Oh, that was like what they saw. Which is what they saw. Holy crap. Uh, they also, the project also collects videos of encounters, including footage from a super Hornet, which, um... It shows an aircraft surrounded by a glowing aura traveling at high speed and rotating on its own. Oh, God. So that was just one of the random collected videos that has been released from them.
0: Oh, my God.
1: So the program began in 2007, like I said, in the U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency on, fun fact, the fifth floor of the Pentagon's C-Ring. Okay. So now we know exactly where it was. So let's all do a meetup. Yep. There. See you there.
0: <laughs> Bring the shirts we told you to make. If you can get in, good luck. If you can get in, let us in. If you can
1: get into the Pentagon, let me know. Let us in, please. Help us. uh And the program was also run by a guy named Louise Eliz- Elizondo. Okay. Louise Elizondo. Um, he was a military intelligence official. And Two years in. So it started in 2007. By 2009, the program had already made some really extraordinary discoveries. (gasps) And Senator Harry Reid argued that it needed to become a restricted special access program. Okay. And that they needed to limit the amount of officials who knew about it and heighten up the rigorous security. Oh, so they they were were like,
0: lock the shit down. They were like, shit's
1: going on and people cannot know about it. So we need to make this really secretive. Um, There's actually, this is a whole quote that I'm going to read, but this was in a 2009 Pentagon briefing summary. So this is part of a report that had actually come out um, from the program's director.
0: Okay.
1: um, Talking about this exact program. And the program director said, quote, what was considered science fiction is now science fact. And (laughs) good one. (laughs) And that the United States is incapable of defending itself and the United States is incapable of defending itself against some of the technologies discovered. No. Nope.
0: Okay, I don't like this anymore. So that's quit. super creepy. Change the subject. So
1: Harry Reid didn't like the limitations placed on the program. Thought that they needed to be looking into this more. He, they needed to focus more on funding. They needed to like really uh, crack down so on this instead of like
0: hiding it away. He was like, no, it needs more. He was attention. like, it needs to
1: be really restricted. Wow. But like people also need to be like shoveling money into this. Like we need Got to look it. into it. Um, And he was even quoted saying "Yeah, clearly
0: if we're going to fucking die because we don't have technology. okay, I'm freaking out now.
1: (laughs) So he was quoted also saying there remains a vital need to a certain capability and intent of these phenomena for the benefit of the armed forces and the nation. But apparently people weren't taking this seriously, regardless of the reason. They never gave a reason. But apparently the government was thinking, oh, we need to fund other things more. We don't need to pay attention to this. We'll worry about it another day. And so Harry Reid was getting pissed. And apparently Louise, the program director, he thought the same way. Um, He was also pissed. He was like, why aren't people taking care of? Like, why aren't we not paying attention to this? And eventually became so frustrated that in 2012, he quit. Louise? Louise. Oh, wow. So the program director that had been there the whole time. Wow. In 2012. Not only did he quit. Well, he let me start here first. So he quit officially for mm-hmm. the reasoning of quote excessive secrecy and internal opposition to the program. Wow. Which basically meant that he felt the Pentagon wasn't doing enough for the nation's security. Right. And like like they... office drama. Right. They're clearly the Pentagon is clearly aware that there's some trouble a bustling and we're not <laughs> trying to like figure out like troubles how in trouble we are. And they're like ignoring it, is what he's saying. They're like, ignoring yeah. it. Like they're not taking it seriously. Okay, wow. Not only did he leave the Pentagon, but he went to the New York Times and publicly announced the existence (gasps) of this agency. Oh, shit. So he like basically, I don't know if he whistle blew, but it sounds like he was the first to ever confirm that this program really existed. That's the kind of shit I
0: feel like the men in black are going to show up and like take you away.
1: I'm surprised that like my thought is if you work for a UFO based program and then you leave the government and then talk about it. Wouldn't you, like, get killed immediately That's or something? That's the thing. I feel like you'd get kidnapped by men in black and then, like... I feel like you got to pull a Snowden and, like, flee the country right. and never come back or something. No
0: extradition, man. So, uh, You he... can flee
1: the country to Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> right. Intercontinental. You know how that is. You know how that is. It's its own place. <laughs> uh, so he left the Pentagon, went to the New York Times, publicly announced the existence of the agencies, and he also made sure to say that he believes that there is, quote, very compelling evidence that we may not be alone. Ooh! While he was working there, he heard reports from uh, what he said were mostly highly trained material aeronautic experts. Oh, fuck. So people who are like yeah. just <laughs> bred and born to be around <laughs> these things. And he there's another quote from him saying they described objects that appeared to be intelligently controlled, possessing aerodynamic capabilities that far surpass any currently known aircraft technology. Oh, my God. Um, He also said that he heard reports of UFOs flying at hypersonic speeds. So I'm about to read a huge paragraph and it is all a quote. I just didn't even want to try to like paraphrase it because it like really, it really did it justice. Sure. So he heard reports of quote, and then I'm a lot of things I'm going to say are quotes. Louise found reports or heard reports of UFOs flying at hypersonic speeds, which were more than five times the speed of sound. Whoa. Um, Yet there were no signatures that usually accompany aircraft flying at such fast speeds. So there were no sonic booms. There was no, like, Mm. there was no sign. trail or anything. Exactly. Wow. Um, There were also, the UFOs were also unexpectedly mobile, traveling so fast that they would have experienced G-forces that far exceed the limits of endurance for humans and aircrafts that we know of. Okay. So it went so fast that even if it was like a remote-controlled aircraft... The aircrafts we know could not withstand going I that s- fast. Holy crap. Whether or not there was even a human pilot That's in it who would have definitely died. Right, right. Um, sorry, my nose my is My nose itchy. says too. i I'm like... There that- must be dust or something, because for some reason there's only one part of my nose yeah. that itches like crazy when there's dust around. Dust in this house? Impossible. I don't know. <laughs> uh (laughs) it's probably fucking like food coloring maybe i don't know what it is particles it's always right here it's like a little to the left on the tip of my nose and it always reaches like crazy i don't know what my deal is blaze blaze help uh so yeah so they were seeing things that were so fast that humans and as far as we know aircraft also could not withstand
0: holy crap
1: for example he said um the f-16 fighting falcon uh aircraft reaches maximum 18 g's while the human body can withstand about half of that. Wow, okay. So what he was saying about the UFOs that he saw is that these things were observing these things that we were observing were pulling 4 to 500 Gs. What? Even though like the, So it's
0: literally impossible for hu- like, like anything not we Not even know. close. Yeah. Not
1: even close. If the fastest we know is 18 Gs, this thing was pulling 4 to 500. Holy crap. He also said they don't have engines or even wings and they're able to seemingly defy the natural effects of Earth's gravitational pull. so these things are just like fucking bananas fast there's a moth in here there's a moth and i like became a dog all of a sudden (laughs) Um, (laughs) squirrel (laughs) um but yeah so these things that he's heard reports of are just like impossible to be human um but he does he does give the caveat of that just because we don't know what it is doesn't mean that they're aliens right away it could be U.S. foreign technology, which is even creepier. I because, was going to say
0: honestly, that also creeps me. Out. I yeah. mean, it just
1: means there's like a serious potential Something threat. Super secret, super secret, super classified, advanced, super dangerous yeah. that we don't have any that knowledge of. We don't of. have protection from. Right. Yeah. So no matter what, it's not looking good. I don't love it, but really. it doesn't mean that necessarily that it's an alien. Got it. I fucking think it's an alien. Well, it's obviously an alien. It's obviously an alien. Just don't listen to Louise. um so while he was working there, he actually did make a list of the most common UFO traits that. Holy what the shit. fuck is that? Is Juniper getting in a fight or something? It was definitely a cat. Every cat and dog on Earth just started fighting at one time. Like <laughs> the dogs out in the in the neighborhood are barking. Oh my God,
0: I don't like talking about aliens and then everything kind of goes. <laughs> then <laughs> a all the aliens haywire. <laughs> go haywire. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, I don't know what that was
1: alarming though. Let's try it again. Okay. So uh, Louise, while he was working there, also made sure that he and he released this he made a list of the most common uh ufo traits that are reported uh that are also taken very seriously okay. so if, if it has one of these five or all of these five it gets taken the most seriously as a report he calls them uh i think i think i erased it by accident he calls it like the five discoverables or something or okay. the five uh, oh five observable five observables got it okay um, so these are like marks of how these are like the serious thing, it is these are like the most common th- reports of ufo that are taken actually seriously got it okay so if a ufo has anti-gravity lift meaning flies with no visible means of propulsion and lacks any flight surfaces including wings so Great. if something's flying and doesn't have fucking wings they were going to take that seriously Goodbye, everybody yeah <laughs>
0: We're done. Exactly. We're done here.
1: That's what he says, actually, to the whole group. <laughs> um, number two is, uh, and also these are all direct quotes, too, because I didn't want to mess it up. And sure. So, uh, instantaneous acceleration that no human could survive. Oh, great. The sure. G-force. That makes sense. There is actually one uh, incident that I don't want to go too in-depth with because it might actually be a good story one day. But apparently there was one UFO that's been noticed where it went, <laughs> it went... It moved faster than thirty times the speed of sound. Oh God! Um, so they were like, "Yeah, that's something to look into." Mm, yeah, maybe a little speedy for us. <laughs> um, so the third thing is hypersonic velocities without any vapor trails or sonic booms. I can't imagine why you didn't want to paraphrase that in your own
0: words. <laughs> right? Exactly.
1: I'm not that smart. I don't Holy. even know what fucking Hawaii is.
0: So <laughs> yes, you do. I know it's part of America. I'm just you're being no stupid,
1: ignoramus uh the Nevada ignoramas
0: the Nevada ignoramas
1: the fourth one is low observability or cloaking entirely so a lot of cloaking that's creepy a lot of people have said that they'll see something and all of a sudden it just fades into invisibility oh fades into or like what you said just fucking leave so like all of a sudden it's visible and then it's not I don't like this cloaking thing so that's another thing taken seriously We don't even know if they're just fucking hovering around and we just don't see what could be in this room and it stop it it's that mom. I'm kidding that was flying around oh oh my god mothman at its smallest mothman <laughs> baby mothman baby mothman, hypersonic speeds uh and then the last one is trans medium travel so moving between different environments such as from space to earth to oh. water okay
0: well yeah i guess that makes sense if it's coming from space i don't really know like being know. able
1: to be an aircraft and then like a submarine all in one hey. oh god oh and so those are the five main things that they check for okay and so he's coming out with all this information. And in response, the Department of Defense said something. Oh, OK. They came forward and said that the program did exist. I think they just were trying to cover their tracks saying, OK, it did exist, but it was terminated and def- it's been defunct since 2012. Bullshit. So Louise has been saying, OK. Allegedly. This don't, don't say me. <laughs> Louise has been saying this exists. This is good, This is good. Yeah. Blah, blah. And the DOD was like. Yeah, it did, but, 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 it's, it's done now. Hear me out. Like, we gave it a shot, but now. It didn't mean anything. It wasn't even worth it. I didn't even think, it, but it didn't even mean anything. It's not what it looks like. So, uh, an anonymous former congressional staff member. Okay. Said, quote, and defending the, why they, like, decided to terminate the program. After a while, the consensus was that we really couldn't find anything of substance. There was really nothing there that we could find. It all pretty much dissolved from the reason alone that the interest level was losing steam and we only did it for a couple of years. So they're backing out of it being like, yeah, but we didn't find any UFOs. So like if you were scared that we have a program that's doing UFO research, don't worry. We didn't find anything. No reason to be afraid. It's over now. Um, And then there was also a spokesman from the Pentagon talking about the department of defense saying it was determined that there were other higher priority issues that merited funding and it was in the best interest of the Department of Defense to make a change. So that was their reasoning for why the program was terminated. I mean, I do understand that there are like
0: high priority things in this sure. country that need funding. I do understand that. However, I don't like like, <laughs> oh, no, there's no aliens. Uh, but there are supersonic what's, cloaking mechanism.
1: What's interesting about that, though, is that how Louise and Harry Reid have both said away separate from this conversation. They're like, oh, well, we didn't we didn't like this program anymore and we left it because they weren't taking it seriously and they weren't giving us funding. Yeah. So like away from this, right, they were right, already right, saying right, right. that. And now this kind of confirms that yeah. storyline of like, oh, well, we didn't want to fund it because we had and other like, priorities. not taking it
0: seriously. I'm like that. Oh,
1: right. God. Exactly. So that kind of makes things add up. It makes their argument a little more valid of yeah. like, oh, well, they weren't taking it seriously and they weren't funding it. Just like you said. Just makes sense. So, Officials say that the program ended in 2012. However, Louise has said that the only thing that ended was the government funding.
0: Uh, So technically, they're like, technically, it ended because we didn't fund it anymore. It's not
1: being funded by the government, but it could still be open. I see. And, and be doing current research. Defunctioning. hmm That's it. exactly it. So Louise said that the program continued after he quit. When he quit, it's not like they said, oh, well, you're leaving, so we're going to terminate this entire program. That didn't happen. He's saying that after he quit, the program continued, and he even had a successor, but he really? declined to say who it okay, was. Okay, good. I was
0: like, he, prob- he didn't shout <laughs> him out, right? Because that would be pretty rough. Throwing him under the bus. <laughs> New York Times would be on his doorstep in a second.
1: Later, the Department of Defense made an even bolder public statement. Okay. And this was a spokesman named Christopher Sherwood. And Christopher Sherwood said, quote, The Department of Defense is always concerned about maintaining positive identification of all aircraft in our operating environment, as well as identifying any foreign capability that may be a threat to the homeland. The department will continue to investigate Mm. through normal procedures, reports of unidentified aircraft encountered by U.S. military aviators in order to ensure defense of the homeland and protection against strategic surprise by our nation's adversaries. So what he's basically saying in that quote is that the Pentagon admits that it does currently investigate reports mm. of aliens so they're craft. continuing to investigate. Right. So he's not only saying that it did exist But he's also going against the conversation of like, oh, well, it's terminated. He came out and said, well, we're still doing it.
0: Yeah, because he said we didn't find anything, so it's over. But like, not really.
1: But now this new guy is saying, well, we're continuing. We're still researching. Christopher Short, which sounds like the most fake made up name. It's creeping me out. I'm sure like if they actually publicly let someone from the Pentagon speak, it was not his real name. So basically, it's the Pentagon saying, oh, yeah, we do research alien spacecraft. So it freaked people out all over again. Sure. And that statement has actually been called by other journalists, a bombshell revelation. (gasps) And they've even the some journalists have said, quote, previous official statements were ambiguous and left the door open to the possibility that this program was simply concerned with next generation aviation threats. Holy shit. But this new admission makes it clear that they really did study what the public would call UFOs. This is the first official evidence released by the U.S. government that can be rightfully designated as credible, authentic confirmation that UFOs are real.
0: Wow. Because if they're researching
1: them, yeah. it, they are real.
0: So they're researching something, right? They're researching like, something,
1: and there's a lot
0: of reports of That they of them. consider an unidentified flying object.
1: So this is, it was considered a bombshell because at this point, it's pretty much confirming that UFOs are allegedly real. Yeah. Whether or not that means aliens are involved, there are unidentified flying objects. Right. And enough of them that millions of dollars are going yeah. into a project that is classified and right. investigated. And
0: being it. taken seriously enough by the Department of Defense that exactly. it's being funded. So
1: in 2019. That's right now. That's right now. Oh, my God. I, I went there. Oh, <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> in response to uh, the uh, Freedom of Information Act request, the Defense Intelligence Agency released a list of 38 projects <gasps> that the AATIP worked on. Oh, my God while it was quote functioning how many 30 38 38 just and that's just some of them but the, they released a list of 38 holy shit um some of the topics were oh my god these are some of the things that they literally had projects happening and they were uh, like officially official classified projects i'm freaked out that are now declassified I, uh, yeah the topics were oh god traversable wormholes stargates and negative Everybody stop.
0: energy i'm already freaked out
1: holy shit are you serious that's all one project traversable wormholes stargates and negative energy oh, sorry. i
0: thought those were three that's one that's one.
1: Oh my god okay wow uh wormholes traversable wormholes stargates and negative energy another one is warp drive dark energy and the manipulation of extra dimensions dude Dude! And then the third one was invisibility cloaking. No. Which was led by Dr. Leonhardt, who is a theoretical quantum optics expert. Oh, hell yeah. Who even in 2006, he himself, theoretically, on a board with a bunch of math formulas, found a way to create an invisible hole in space no. inside which objects can be hidden. No. So he has mathematically figured out a way that invisible invisibility cloaking actually exists, and he was leading the program or the project under aatip holy
0: shit did you ever see that movie what the bleep do we know no it's like about quantum physics it's the most f- i watched it when i was like 15 and i've just been obsessed like blew your with mind concept of- yeah it's amazing the things i
1: learned at 15 seem to have existentially always resonated with right?
0: me i need to be careful what my future kids like like all- here at 15 <laughs> at patrick 15- stump never fall boy never went away yep quantum physics
1: is the other thing well when i was 15 i wanted to like one day be a professor of quantum physics and really then, yeah and then i took uh physics my my like senior sem in high school I went to like a college prep school so we had to do senior sem semest- senior sems and all that yep. and mine was I had to explain I wish I had it somewhere cuz it was really fucking good but at 17 I had figured out in a very layman's term essay it was like a like the longest essay I'd written at that time I had been able to um explain very basically how teleportation could possibly happen
0: So you're just like this Leonhardt guy.
1: I'm exactly One and the same. (laughs) But I was really proud of myself. And now I'm saying it out loud and I'm like, I did not figure out fucking teleportation. But at the same time, like whatever the most current science was, I had been able to break it down so anyone could understand it. And I was very proud of myself. That's
0: awesome. (laughs) Well, that's literally the shit that I was always Googling at that age. Yeah. I was like, we were
1: meant to be friends someday. That was at 15 was when I decided that everything's already been created by the government. Completely. Yep. You guys need to watch that movie if you have not. It's fascinating. Was it called again? What the
0: bleep do we know?
1: i'm gonna it's go about, watch like parallel name.
0: you know it's so interesting parallel oh, fuck that's my jam I know. let's go it's
1: unbelievable so anyway those are three of the 38 projects that they were working on okay um and holy none of the re- none of the results of the studies are publicly known but there is now also a publicly unissued 490 page report that documents alleged worldwide ufo sightings over several decades holy crap so a lot of information to yeah. unpack there 490 Um, pages yeah of reports worldwide of ufos in several decades (laughs) okay (laughs) so uh it just a lot of stuff was going on and even though it's not technically funded that doesn't mean it's not happening and christopher sherwood fucking confirmed that christopher sherwood dropped the bomb so few months later a few months later which was this may Mm -hmm. the new york times reported that in 2014 and 2015 U.S. Navy pilots fully briefed the AATIP about encounters they had with UFOs, which is Mm. a story I told last week. Right. Okay, cool. And that makes sense why now they were reporting back to a company. I see. And to a program that for the last two years, as far as we knew, was defunct, but they knew to keep sending reports over to them
0: okay because you yeah you were like i don't know how it's still operating but like clearly it is Yeah, i was like
1: that doesn't sound right that they're reporting back to something that's been closed for two years right totally but apparently it's been around well enough that the navy knew to send a report over there got it okay so the government it's like one of those little secrets where they're like oh yeah it's defunct as far as we know but also
0: send a report sorry the door olive just pushed the door open it scared the crap out of me hold on oh no it's Junie. oh little crazy cat JK, that was my cat being a little asshole.
1: Aw, little baby Juniper is so handsome. Okay, sorry. Stinky oh god,
0: Geo's face just stuck into the door. For him.
1: <gasps> is that a happy kitty? You guys are killing me. Oh. <gasps> Wait, Juniper's being nice to me. This never happens. Hang on. I'm just going to stand right here. I'm going to pretend that I'm not aware of Juniper being cute. you yeah, ruin it. I know. Oh, yep, it's done. I'm going to pretend I don't notice. I'm going to pretend I don't notice that he is on my arm. I'm looking at you, not him. I don't want to spook him. He's already bored. Juniper. Psst, psst. Oh, he's being... Oh, he's so... Wait, wait, wait. Christine, Christine, Christine. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. He loved you. Remember when he used to hang out on my neck?
0: He's just sitting on like your shoulder. Like
1: cutie pie. Like a little parrot. All right, so anyway. I'm so sorry <clears> about my animals. Uh, So, that's... How... Anyway, that explains that. Is what I'm trying to say from gotta like gotta a go. week ago, there's your answer, it makes a lot of sense now. So, in 2017, two years ago,
0: Louise oh, and sorry. oh, Junie just climbed into my lap to knock his head directly into my microphone. What a happy
1: kitty! Okay, sorry. okay. So, in, in 2017, uh, Louise announced that he had now, since he's left um, the AATIP, yeah, and he's left the Pentagon, he announced that he created a new company dedicated to aerospace science paranormal and entertainment all of our fucking st- hold on wait that's literally everything And it's called and that's why drink our names are really Luis <laughs> and notorious bigelow yeah exactly that's me uh i'm <laughs> the, the nevada ignoramus uh and so the company that he opened is called To the Stars Academy, which I don't remember what story I recently covered, but I used a lot of information from To the Stars, and they were. It sounds like a preschool. To the Stars Academy it sounds I, like a does. literal preschool. Whatever the last alien story I covered before these two, I remember so many times seeing To the Stars. To the really? Stars. I was like, what the fuck is this company? But that again, that answers that. Um, wow. Okay. So if that, you if yeah. you go back, and, if you're one of those people who listens backwards. You'll eventually hear To the Stars come out of my mouth, and now you know what that is. If you're
0: listening backwards, it's going to be very confusing to do a two-part episode, but okay.
1: This is the one time where that might actually work in some way, but... I guess you're right. Well, whatever. Um, And one of the people who actually joined or helped co-found To the Stars Academy was uh, Christopher Mellon, who was the former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence when Louise was also working at the Pentagon. Uh So they both left... And are now, na- and now opened this company together. Oh God, now Olive's here. I'm so sorry. Hi, Happy Olive. I feel like Olive. I
0: opened a literal wormhole and they all just
1: crawled A traversable on in. wormhole. A traversable wormhole. Um, and so they created this company together and, uh, and now the funds from To The Stars Academy goes directly towards researching UFOs and basically wow. doing all of the work that they were hoping the Pentagon would have done. Now they're just doing it themselves. Amazing. So thank you for that. Applause, applause. Applause, applause, applause. Um, In the New York Times, Harry Reid has been reported or has been interviewed asking, like, you know, how this all panned out. Are you proud of it? What you know, what's your takeaway? And Harry Reid has said, quote, I think this is one of the good things I did in my congressional service. I've done something no one has done before. Yeah, dude. Very cool. And in the Washington Post in the same year in 2017. I'm so sorry. She's so loud.
0: (laughs) Junie keeps biting the cord of my headphones. I'm like, you're going to break it.
1: Also in 2017, uh, in the Washington Post, Louise was responsible uh, during... He said in this in this interview in the Washington Post that he was responsible during his official confirmation of the existence of this program. Remember, he left in 2012, went to the New York Times, Wait, said that this program was real. Blue. So he, at the same time that he officially confirmed the AITIP's existence, he... Also publicly released footage from a U.S. fighter jet showing UFOs flying nearby. Ooh. So he not only said that, hey, this is real, but he also showed he released videos publicly of this. Wow. And that footage is evidence from the USS Princeton aerial object incident, which is also known as the USS Nimitz UFO incident, which is also known as the Tic Tac UFO what and that is the story i will cover next week
0: no em no i need to know wait i can't i love that it's just called an incident like yeah mm, it's
1: like my cake incident <laughs> it's just like the great cake disaster of 2019 <laughs> the incident the,
0: the the cake incident god yep. oh my god
1: that is wild dude so this might be a three-parter oh geez i say this is a story i'll cover next week but i really do have to if it may not be i have to look into this and see if it's really like got enough It'll, meat right, to it right, right, right. but if so this will be my first reparter. we shall discuss it sometime yes either way yes so don't panic that is bananas dude banana grams banana grams anyway i'm sorry that was so long i'm very
0: scared now well A- aliens scare me is this one of ghosts. those nights where
1: you're by yourself tonight
0: um alexander's here but i think he's mad because i got food coloring all over the kitchen <laughs>
1: so technically you are alone
0: <laughs> yeah so i'm alone all alone Um, Wow, that uh, alien stuff freaks me out, just like what I was saying in that listener episode about, like, um, doppelgangers Mm -hmm. and aliens are, like, the two things where I'm like, "Mm, I don't feel safe.
1: (laughs) Well, what freaks me out is that, like, few, but enough of the people involved in the program have all said we need to be paying attention to this something
0: bad will happen to like, us
1: either it's a foreign adversary that's going to just nuke us in a fucking second exactly or it's an alien for sure Which like there's something war, some going world
0: on of the, war of the world shit orson wells no matter
1: what it's apocalyptic something and we need bad. to be okay we need we, to think about it we need to build our bomb shelter
0: yeah so let's do
1: it anyway there you go
0: wowza the ATWW plunger bomb shelter there it is offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code DRINK.
1: Teach us something special. Oh. Well, you already taught us to react specifically to that sound. (laughs) Have love. Every time we've ever heard it. Well, kids, I have quite a story for you today. Yeah? This is the story of the giggling granny. Wait a minute. I know this one. How do I know this? I told this in Huntsville, Mm. which,
0: listen, I was going to prepare a whole story. A, my computer died last night love it almost irreparably it's back but it struggled yep then uh i was like this scrapbook is not done and also
1: uh just let's all i know you guys don't can't see it but the scrapbook that christine made it really like every <laughs> second of it there was such thought and love put into it so like if you had to skip doing notes to work on that it definitely showed at least thank you for thank you for giving me a pass today for once for once
0: um so this is my huntsville story it's an Alabama story. Um we didn't have that many people at our huntsville show anyway so i figure it's okay if i share it sure <laughs> and we didn't record it so it's not going to be sure released live so this is the story of nanny Doss, the giggling granny mm. i truly
1: don't remember
0: this i much don't either myself. and i remember this is one that people requested for a, have, have requested for a long time i um, remember
1: g- granny because there's a different the granny ripper is what i'm thinking oh of.
0: that right yes because that, that was another story that i you uh, requested
1: i requested that story from you and now every time I hear "Granny," I always think it's the Granny Ripper. I mean, there's it's very few and far between Granny murders. I know, so. so every I just associate all of them with Granny Ripper. Yeah,
0: well, Nanny Doss is probably friends with it with her. Cool. So Nanny Doss, she's born Nancy Hazel in 1905 in Blue Mountain, Alabama. Woohoo! Oh oh, um, which is now part of Calhoun County. Oh my. Uh, her childhood. Well, let's just get started. Yeehaw. Her childhood was pretty tough. Um, Instead of going to school, uh, Nanny and her four siblings stayed at home to work on household chores and tend to the farm. Uh, Her father was also very physically abusive toward uh, her mother and all the kids. Um, At age seven, while the family was taking a train to visit relatives in southern Alabama, the train stopped suddenly and she hit her head on a metal bar Uh, very hard on the seat in front of her, which we know about frontal lobe injury we sure do uh for the beginning of the end sociopathy incoming right for years after uh she suffered severe headaches blackouts depression mental instability that the uh, doctors believed all related from that head injury so it was very bad um by the time she was a teenager nanny was obsessed with romance Mm. she dreamed of getting married someday and living an idyllic life with her husband she was just very like you know Goo goo gaga ga sure. over like the idea of getting married and having a family and right, you know, um, you know the things that all women should do. Oh, care only, about. Only, only that only women cooking pot roast also,
1: <laughs> right? Oh God, I love a good pot roast. Allison, are you listening? <laughs> Hello, uh, fresh pineapple quesadilla. Um, <laughs> so
0: she dreamed of getting married. She was like she would read these like romance magazines about dreamy you know dream boats and uh she. Basically, it was kind of people now attribute it to, like, wanting to escape her childhood life, you know, sure. with her father, basically. Um, so it was supposed to, supposedly an escape. Um, speaking of her father, he forbade all four of his daughters from wearing makeup or attractive clothing. So, like, obviously, with that pressure, she wanted it even more. Right, And right. dreamed of it even more. And it was, like, suddenly, you know.
1: If you take it, a, if you make it a forbidden fruit, then all of a sudden they want it more. Exactly. Parents, are you listening? Parents. I'm not a parent, but I'm going to tell you how to parent. Let's do a parenting podcast. Oh, I can't wait. We have a lot to teach you. I'll just tell you everything Linda did wrong. One.
0: <laughs> we already do that. One business
1: suits on fucking water sprinklers in hotels. That's step one. That's step one. That I wouldn't say that's parenting, except like a... We could do a whole do episode Do as I say, not as I do, maybe. That's a great one. Yeah. That's
0: a great one. She lo- she loves parenting through that also method. Also, don't pepper spray through events so that everyone in the hotel gets pepper sprayed. Oh, no, do it. Oh, do that. Yeah, that's the one you do, I think. Oh, I see. So you, okay. I don't know. You anymore. know better than I do.
1: Fold it. We'll just put Linda on. We'll just put a microphone in her face and be like, Gosh. how do you parent and She's then like, leave finally, for three days? Finally,
0: you give me my chance. Ugh. Um. Okay, so, sorry. So she was like dreaming of getting married, yada, yada. At age 16, Nanny finally got her wish when she met a man named Charlie Braggs. And within four months, they were married. Okay. She's 16 settled down locked yep. him in right away um they had four daughters together but their marriage began to fall apart one problem uh was that charlie's mother uh who lived with them had similar abusive tendencies as nanny's father so she was still back in like the parental mm. abuse situation and no she was bueno. still a child i mean she was 16 and right. so her mother-in-law who lived with them is like still abusing her the way her
1: father did so she and had- this sounds like a time and lifestyle where she as his wife is also his property um is that yeah does that I guess. come up at some point i don't know <laughs> it just sounds like there's like no running from it i mean like, to
0: be fair it was like right when women could barely even vote so yeah <laughs> so probably <laughs> so maybe so regardless of if it's in the We're story like, in like 1920 just... so like yeah contextually yeah she's actually speaking sure she's property of the state um okay so but, 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 she so her mother-in-law was similarly abusive like her father Um, She began to drink and smoke heavily uh, as a coping mechanism, and both Nanny and Charlie cheated on one another regularly. In 1927, two of Charlie and Nanny's daughters died suddenly
1: uh, Mm. at the
0: breakfast table.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Their deaths were attributed to food poisoning, and then Charlie's mother, so her mother-in-law, died shortly after. Mm. After Charlie received an anonymous warning not to eat any food his wife prepared. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Which I, like... Don't under, I'm like I looked everywhere. Like, what do you mean an anonymous letter? Like, who the fuck is writing? It that? could be
1: only one of some
0: people, right? Like, who the <laughs> hell is writing this anonymous letter? Whatever. Oh, it's probably Christopher
1: Sherwood. Absolutely,
0: it is. I think so. Absolutely,
1: it was a Department of or a it's Pentagon an alien, briefing. Actually, it's one of the aliens <laughs> from the sky. He's just cloaking. He's just cloaking. He's Cloaking.
0: Um. So he got an anonymous note saying, "Don't eat your wife's food." So he and his oldest daughter, Melvina, Mm. what a name, what a name, they fled and they left Nan, they left Nanny at home with their newborn (gasps) named Florine. Wow. They were like, fuck you, Florine, I
1: guess (laughs) you'll figure it out. (laughs) Fucking survival
0: of the fittest, Florine, Florine. poor baby. Uh, They were officially divorced in 1928 and uh, Charlie brought Melvina back to Alabama so she could be with her mother and sister, like closer to her mother and sister after the divorce. Um, And that's when Nanny met her second husband. His name was Frank Harrelson. Uh, She met him through a Lonely Hearts newspaper column. Love it.
1: Love it. Back when you would like... That's how we met. Oh, right, right, right. Tinder via newspaper. Yes.
0: (laughs) The old school. The old school. That's how old we are now. Almost 30. True, true. Uh, He wooed her with poetry and she responded with, quote, Randy letters and
1: a photo. Oh, my.
0: Uh, She's like, fuck your poetry. Look at my boobs. (laughs) Although, you're right, back then... It was, Nanny uh, knew how to do it. I feel like a...
1: Uh, was a, this all in the newspaper, though? Like, where like, public eyes could watch their I think correspondence? it was like they
0: met that way, and then they would mail shit to oh, each okay. other. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. I was like, wow, they're really brave out there. Uh, however, I feel like a Randy photo in the 20s is like an ankle bone or something. Like an ankle.
1: This is a question I'm putting you on the spot for, where I don't think you will actually know this. But one of our grandparents would. But if you meet someone through the newspaper... At some point, the only way you can contact each other is through the newspaper, right? Until you give your address, but you'd have to do it through the paper. That's a good point. So do you just hope that nobody also sees your address and just comes and kills you?
0: I don't think... um, Maybe, like, the newspaper has the information.
1: Okay. I don't know. Like, the third... They're, like, the mediary.
0: Sure. Or maybe you put your phone number and hope nobody (laughs) calls you. I don't know. (laughs) I'm just
1: wondering. I just... I don't know. That's a really good question. I don't know. Because you're right. Like, how would you break that... I mean, I, the last time I used a newspaper was 10 years ago to look at movie times before the internet Oh yeah, really started getting wild on movie times. I remember one time I was reading a newspaper, I was like five or six, not reading a newspaper that right. makes me sound like, at the movie times. I was like
0: upside down <laughs> looking at a newspaper and, um, I was like five years old or something and I found this and I knew my dad was like looking to buy a new car thing and i found this page that had like it said like zero percent financing or like zero dollars down so i like cut it out for my dad and i was like i found you a car that costs zero dollars and i like gave it to him as like now you can have a car for zero dollars and my dad was like no that's That's not how how this works works.
1: but i mean the only thing i remember (laughs) from newspapers that like i will still i would still love to see classified. So those are the best that was the best but I nobody ever uses it th- that way anymore it's like, like a single man looking for m- you know. m seeking w well i also
0: i like the obituaries i know that sounds like no dark, i do too but they're really fascinating you read about a whole person's life and exactly um anyway so yeah Sorry. So they, I, yeah whatever they met through lonely hearts newspaper although it looks like the newspaper was like specifically for singles so Got maybe it. there was some system in place
1: sure i don't know i would hope so
0: i would really hope so Um, so anyway, so she sent him Randy letters and a photo. Uh, they married in 1929, but the marriage became rocky, largely due to Frank's alcoholism and his violent temper. Uh Uh-oh. Yep. Uh, despite their issues, their marriage lasted 16 years, though. Hmm. Um, Nanny's oldest daughter, Melvina, she gave birth to a baby in 1943, which made Nanny a grandmother. Got it. Uh, then Melvina gave birth to a second baby two years later, but the baby died shortly after birth. Um just to be aware that what i'm about to say is upsetting everybody oh okay just and it's about a baby so great maybe i won't say it you should just say it it's really bad okay um this is florine the baby no 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 this new- is melvina's the no, melvina's daughter's baby, baby. yeah Got so it. her second baby so nanny's granddaughter yes 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 the grandson the grandson. youngest yeah grandson um so The youngest baby died shortly after birth, and Melvina swore she saw her mother standing over the crib. (laughs) It's really bad. Sticking a pin through its head. (gasps) Through its head. Wow. I'm sorry. That's really traumatizing. I didn't say this at the live show because I was like, I'm not going to say this at a live show. Yeah,
1: I don't remember you saying that. Wow.
0: Um, I wrote doing something to the baby oh no you're right it was a girl shortly before she was announced dead but she just assumed like she had been on you know some sort of drugs right. from the birth and like she's like that's that doesn't make any sense that she was she would be hurting my child right um and the baby i guess died almost the baby died instantly and um fuck she was like i swore i saw my mother standing over the crib but like maybe i imagined it and everyone else was like no
1: why would you know Right. Remember that time you and your father fled because you couldn't be trusted to eat her food? Valid. Valid. Maybe look back on that. Maybe. Um, And oh, she
0: had been prescribed ether. So she was like, okay, I'm on ether. Like, maybe I just don't know what I'm thinking. Um, So because of the tragedy, Melvina and her husband struggled uh, in their relationship. She began dating a soldier. Um, They separated... Nanny did not like this soldier. Mm. After a nasty fight with her mother, Melvina went and stayed with her father, leaving her older son, Robert, to stay with his grandmother. And that night, the boy died under <sighs> Nanny's care. Shit. Mysteriously. And then Nanny collected on the $500 life insurance policy she had taken out on her grandson. That, that sounds n- right. Nobody knew about. Great. Uh, in 1945, Nanny's husband, Frank, was out celebrating the end of World War II and got Sh-wasted, mm-hmm. as you would as you would i mean if there's any time to get shwasted. that's the time however he did the opposite of what you should do and he attacked her Uh oh the next day um nanny was out in her rose garden when she discovered robert's her husband's uh corn whiskey jar hidden in the dirt so she took the jar filled it with rat poison <gasps> and put it back oh my god and that night he was dead His last words were, it must have been the coffee. Sure, yeah. Mm, Or the whiskey. It must have been the stuff you were
1: stirring in your coffee. Or the
0: dirt whiskey in in the ground. Right. Um, So anyway, just like Nanny's daughters back in 27, Robert's death was attributed to food poisoning. Uh, Nanny met her third husband, Arlie Lanning, when he responded to Nanny's classified ad in a Lonely Hearts column. So she's just like meeting them left and right. They got married three days after meeting through the newspaper. There it is. There it is. Um, she, pl- I guess you could just write, like, meet me at the courthouse. You don't See need you to there. give your address. Just... Right, right, right. Uh, she played the doting wife in their relationship until one day when she was like, mm, I'm going to put a poison in Arlie's food. Uh, because he was a heavy drinker, doctors attributed his death to an alcohol-induced heart attack. So once again, it was not made clear that Nanny was doing this. Soon after Arlie's death, their house mysteriously burned down and Nanny collected on that insurance money as well. After the house burned down, she went to live with her sister, Dovey, Nanny, and Dovey. Okay. Uh, for a while, and surprise, surprise, Dovey, who was bedridden, died pretty much immediately after Nanny arrived at the house. Uh, then Nanny was like, mm, "I need another husband," so she. <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> I know. Same. JK. <laughs> Mood. Twenty nineteen. <laughs> oh god okay so she decided she needed another husband so she joined a dating service called the diamond circle club
1: oh very very elite it seems that sounds like the most 80s like really. restaurant it sounds like something my grandparents were so excited to join on a cruise ship or something florida yeah (laughs) like wearing polo shirts yeah um the diamond what say again diamond circle club absolutely jacqueline miriam glickman was in the diamond (laughs) club Parenting 101. Parenting 101. Correct. If there was shuffleboard, Jackie yes. was there.
0: Oh, my God. Shuffleboard and a martini. I'm in. Um, so she joined this dating service and she met Richard L. Morton and the two of them got married, and moved in together. And surprisingly, not surprisingly, I mean, unsurprisingly, their relationship was not good. He cheated on her all the time. Nanny ignored his adultery for the time being because she was focused on her mother, Louisa, Who'd recently fallen sick after a bad fall and needed a caretaker, so nanny was like, "I'll take care of you." Hmm. Uh oh. Um. So super generous on her part. Uh, Louisa came to live with nanny and Richard so that nanny could take care of her mother. Shortly after Louisa's arrival, she died suddenly and without warning.
1: Well, that does not surprise me at all. What a shock.
0: After her mother had died, Nanny turned her attention back to Richard and his adultery and was like, okay, now that that's out of the way and my mother (laughs) is dead.
1: (laughs) one out of two done.
0: (laughs) Back to the shuffleboard at the Diamond Circle Club. Exactly. Um, So Nanny was like, okay, now I'm going to turn back to you, Richard, and focus on your cheating. Um, So within three months, he was dead as well. Mm. Uh, After drinking a thermos full of coffee... That nanny had spiked with arsenic, which I'm now thinking after the last husband was like, it must have been the coffee. She was like, oh, that's a great idea for oh, the next yeah. time.
1: because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave her, her his, her new inspiration, right? It's like domino effect. Interesting. Anyway. So then the next one was like, it must have been in the tea the and, then, pudding. and then the next one's the tea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, What a fun. It must have been in my diamond circle club champagne. <laughs> It must have been in my shuffleboard puck. It must have been in the Mahjong pieces. The
0: ma- that I put in my mouth. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is like an Agatha Christie novel that's just really bad. Like a knockoff <laughs> Agatha Christie novel. Anyway, okay. Um, so she spiked his coffee with arsenic. He died. Next up, Nanny married another man um, named Samuel Doss of Tulsa, Oklahoma, in 1953 uh he had lost his entire family to a tornado back in arkansas oh my god so he was like just out of sorts let's
1: let's say also like i think that's the first tornado death you've covered at all in all of our episodes
0: yeah wow no you're totally right one off the list someone's gonna email like no there were four episodes where you yeah (laughs) no i'm just kidding we're such assholes i think you're right yeah i don't think we should
1: have like a you know like the dumb ways to die saying we should like try to check off every single one of them every at some point one.
0: not that a tornado is a dumb way to die well no I, w- I was just
1: thinking like a, like a long streaming list of, of things ways that to i die. haven't covered right well right, so right. i
0: will say real quick um because it's something i've actually been meaning to talk about there was a really bad tornado in ohio a couple weeks ago and dayton is like demolished a tree oh, shit. a tree went through my mother's office and destroyed what? all her books and stuff it was like really bad oh um, my god and so i've been meaning to say a lot of uh, charities are accepting like food uh donations and money donations and that kind of thing um so just if you are interested in helping out ohio a little bit Jeez, it's it was really bad fuck yeah so anyway well it it was scary because i woke up to all these tweets like is your family okay and i was like
1: you know what's so weird something happened in virginia recently and i got a bunch of tweets of people being like is your family okay and i was like it was a shooting yes in virginia beach yeah
0: and so like i woke up to like is your family okay and of course my heart is just like oh my god what like is my i don't know and i didn't know there was a tornado at all and i like Okay, anyway, that's the point I'm right, well, making. Anyway, Dayton gotta needs gotta, gotta, your help, if you're willing to. Um, so anyway, this guy, Samuel, had lost his family to a tornado. And um, so this is where Nanny gets her last name. She finally decides to take her husband's name, becomes Nanny Doss. Um, Samuel Doss was a Nazarene minister who disapproved of Nanny's love of romance novels and stories. Mm. He told her she was only allowed to read magazines or watch TV shows that had an educational purpose. Oh, okay. So if anyone was like property right by now it's this he guy he was the
1: most quote traditional correct i see this
0: is the most mad men like 50s like you may only read magazines that i approve of you um saying he was getting on her nerves nanny left him as a form of protest and wouldn't come back until he put her name on his bank account and took out two life insurance policies with her as a beneficiary
1: oh my god so she was
0: like i'm leaving and i won't come back until you sign me up as your beneficiary of two life insurance policies <laughs> which I'm like, i don't know how he didn't know what put was coming two two together but okay so nanny did the only rational thing she laced a prune cake with poison got first it must
1: have been the prune cake i'm telling you prune like without poison in it is already like gonna just put out, put me <laughs> out like, of my misery poison
0: the glickman's at the diamond club are eating prune cake
1: no they're not we have good taste <laughs> you don't eat prune cake listen i'm telling you if someone gave me a prune cake it would You have, have good taste. You're like, you don't even eat anchovy pizza. Well, amen. <laughs> That's further proof. If someone said eat prune cake and I was like, I'd rather die, they'd be like, don't worry, there's poison in it. So you will.
0: <laughs> you get both. You get both. Oh, my God. Okay. So she lays a prune cake with poison. He spent a month recovering in the hospital and was diagnosed with a severe digestive tract infection. Been there, homie. But he survived. Uh, Nanny did not give up, though. Um, Turns out she was in a rush to collect on the two life insurance policies she had taken out. So she was like, oh, yeah, this prune cake will die and then I'll get the money. But since he was in the hospital for a month and didn't die, she
1: was like, shit. This prune cake will die? What? (laughs) Did you say this prune cake will die? Did I say that? I think you did. (laughs) And in my head, I was like, well, if I ate it, I would die. I'm so glad you caught that. That's awful. It's Um, fine.
0: No, let's keep it. Everyone's hitting the back 15 seconds like... (laughs) Or they're like, no, we all heard it. I thought it. you were
1: calling him a prune cake. And I was like, is it like a <laughs> snowflake or something? Uh, uh, it's prune cake. Snowflake is out. Prune cake is in. Yeah, there
0: it is. Twitter. Come on. Don't be a prune cake. Don't be such a prune cake. <laughs> um, so, right. The, she was like, the prune cake will kill him is what I was got trying it, got to it, got say. Got it. Um, so she was like, but when it didn't a month later and he came home again, she was like, shit, well, that didn't work. So she put her favorite trick to use put arsenic in his coffee. Yep. And he just immediately go back
1: to basics.
0: Right. So after that whole month in the hospital recovering, he goes home and immediately is poisoned. So terrible. But this time um, she fucked up because when he was in the hospital for this month long recovery, uh, the doctor started to grow suspicious of like how he had ended up there and had Got started it. to look into it. So then when Doss went home and died within days, the doctor was like, okay, no, something is up. Right. And immediately ordered an autopsy, which revealed, surprise, surprise, a massive amount of arsenic in a system. So the doctor was like, I knew something was going on. So the doctor alerted police and Nanny Doss was arrested. Um, with this new information, authorities exhumed some of Nanny's previous victims, like pretty much all her family members. Shit. And found extraordinary amounts of arsenic or rat poison in all of them. Oh, No. Uh, Nanny confessed to killing four of her husbands, her mother, her sister, her grandson, and her mother-in-law. Oh, my God. So she was, she had murdered the baby. However, how how she did it
1: is it unclear. unclear. But, Got it. Um, maybe she fed him prune cake. Like, maybe. unpoisoned. And he was Just like, Just regular prune
0: cake. Yeah. Uh, however, Alabama law enforcement officials believe she killed as many as 12 people. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, really bad. And they were mostly her family and children That's, and grandchildren. And babies. Like, and That's babies. Awful. It's really fucked up. Uh, her case incited a new law that requires all individuals who die without being attended by a physician to receive an examination by a medical examiner. Um, Nanny blamed her murderous tendencies on her brain injury. So, which, mm, mm, okay. Uh, sure. sure. Uh, meanwhile, journalists gave her the nickname Giggling Granny, because every time she would tell the story of how she killed her late husbands, she laughed. <gasps> and, like, all, so there's all these photos in the newspaper back then. Um... Where she's just, like, grinning and, like, they're interviewing her about how she murdered her grandson and, like, a baby and stuff. And she's just, like, giggling. Oh, no. It's fucked up. So, uh, she was also called the Jolly Black Widow. But Giggling Granny is the one that caught on, I think. Um, She loved the attention. She was, like, basically romanticized it. Like, she did everything else. Uh, She always smiled for reporters and kind of did, like, flirty... Right.
1: love the camera
0: love the camera uh, she was thrilled because life magazine bought the rights to her life story and so she was like such a ham about that such a ham uh, such a ham see, i've been saying that a lot lately i don't really know why um, when police asked why she killed her husband's her primary motive was surprisingly not insurance money uh, she actually said in her own words that uh, her romance magazines had a profound effect on her psyche she said mm. quote i was searching for the perfect mate the real romance in life And then when she felt one of her husbands got on her nerves and wasn't living up to her romantic expectations, she simply killed him off and moved on to the next man.
1: Well, Matt, makes sense. Total. Total
0: sense. Doesn't explain anything about your child, your grandchild or your mother-in-law. So Nanny pled guilty May 17th, 1955 and was sentenced to life in prison. Uh, She was 50 years old, so she had killed 12 people by then. Um, upon receiving her life sentence, uh, Nanny actually seemed thrilled at the prospect of life in prison and was like, great, let's do it. I don't know why. Mm. She seemed excited. Maybe she also romanticized like, prison. New
1: chapter, new me. Right.
0: <laughs> new new year, new me. New prison, new me. <laughs> uh, she was a model prisoner. She was known for always being jolly, lighthearted, despite the fact that two years into her sentence, she said she wished she had just been put to death. Uh, but she remained cheerful. She often joked about her case, especially when she was interviewed, all the way up until her death uh, in 1965 of leukemia. Hmm. Shortly before her death, she told a visiting reporter, quote, when they get short-handed in the kitchen here, I always offer to
1: help out, but they never do let me. Wow. I wonder why they don't want you near the coffee or the perm cakes.
0: <laughs> and that is the story of Giggling Granny. Wow. Oh, what a psychopath.
1: What a psychopath. <sighs> I don't know. Well, who, well, I don't know if that's... if our psychopaths gonna get mad if they hear that i hope not because they might find me okay.
0: i did put my address in the classified
1: did you really yeah today
0: <laughs> next to the car zero dollar car ads <laughs> god
1: even take out that part where we're questioning it
0: <laughs> no it's funny okay okay i didn't put my address anywhere guys <gasps> okay good okay uh oh geo has something to say he's gonna say my address be quiet um thanks guys Thank you so much for listening. Sorry we talked about our birthdays for eight years.
1: But also it's our birthday, so. (laughs) You'll hear about it again in 2020, don't worry. (laughs) They're already looking forward to next year. Right. Uh, Thank you, guys. If you want to listen to more, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on all listening areas. I just choose Spotify. That's the one I use.
0: Listening areas, indeed.
1: Listening areas. Places where your ears wander. Um, (laughs) You can also find our website, and that's where you drink.com. You can also find our... Uh, email And that's where we drink at gmail.com where you can submit your personal listener story or your personal true crime and paranormal stories. Yeah. And there is a chance of them being read aloud on our listeners episodes. I that we put on the first of every month.
0: I think our live show gets announced. Our last live show gets announced tomorrow when this comes out.
1: Ooh, Yeah. This comes
0: out the ninth on the 10th. We are releasing our last live show of the year. So please buy your tickets. We would love that. And there's still new Orleans This still has a few tickets available. Awesome.
1: Yay. And, uh, You can also find our uh, social media at ATWWD Podcast. All kinds of good stuff.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. And we'll see you in 2020 for our birthdays. (laughs) And? This is the psycho part of me talking. Right. The normal us. will see you next week. Anyway. And? That's why.
1: (laughs) Drink.